wake up again. You're dead. You'll be dead for 30 years. Seems appropriate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For like an Emily podcast. Um, like, uh, last episode, I got Joe talking to my cat. I'm really upset that Lucy's not here. There's no cat in this house, which feels like the wrong. Yeah, every episode of Boo Ha Ha has, has had, had a cat in it. Literally every single one. I don't even have like a cat figurine that I can provide to you. Well, there's Cap. There is Cap. There's several Caps. There's, there's elephants. Basically the same as Lucy. Cap or the elephants? Both. <laughs> There's lots of like nerdiness in here that could supply. I think I might have to spend my 30th birthday just being driven around in a limo while I eat cheese pizza. A little better than how I spent my 30th birthday, so. Which was eating a chocolate torte and drinking delivered wine while watching Buffy. So we're gonna bring it in on that. Yep. <laughs> How did I know that was uh, what you were going to say? I'm kind of sad I have to cut out that bit about uh, eating mushrooms, watching Speed Racer, and eating dip. Yeah, it would be beautiful. It's a good day. It's one of the best days I've had. It's what Speed Racer was made for, not for literally It was literally else. created for people on mushrooms. Agreed. Agreed. We, we watched Speed Racer, and then for some reason, I wasn't like, let's watch Across the Universe, which would be mm. the best choice. Mm-hmm. I was like, let's watch Fury Road. That's a weird, that's a weird choice. Uh, that sandstorm was... But, like, you do you. Insane. Yeah. I think my brain was just like, oh, movie about driving? Other movie about driving. Didn't go to, like, Fast and Furious? I've never seen any of the Fast and Furious movies. It might anger some people, but I don't think you're missing anything. Yeah, I mean, I've heard. Yeah. Yeah. I... The problem is, I probably should watch it so I, I'm not as much of a hypocrite when I use my naming convention. <laughs> um, I'm really upset that when I had Randall on a couple episodes ago, it wasn't called Randall Lawrence, too boo, too ha. Oh, I'm upset with you right now. I'm so angry. <laughs> uh, James Wan's cinematic universe was just... Yeah, that was pretty good. And also, thank you for making it so that I did not have to watch Hereditary, because I know <laughs> that that movie would have scared the shit out of me. Um, yeah, it's not a Sadie Safe film. It is not a Sadie Safe film. I should probably introduce my guest. Oh, hi. Sadie Witten. That's me. My best friend. That's me. It is you. Uh, my Canadian wife. Yep. I have traveled to the frozen-ass north. To be fair, I did not know that it was going to snow at the end of October. <laughs> Yes, we are recording in Toronto right now um, with Sadie and special. <gasps> it stopped. I was gonna. Just, I was just about to introduce the fridge as our third host. It's it's shy. <laughs> My fridge that started to make this noise about two weeks ago. Uh, the loudest noise in the known universe. Uh, it just sounded like a truck idling outside. Yeah. So yes, we're in Toronto and. Uh, kind of the opposite is the Minneapolis episode. We actually went on a ghost tour yesterday. Yep. And there was very little overlap in the stories that we're going to hear today. Mm -hmm. But, uh, I do have some voice memos that we took on the tour. Um, (laughs) I got drunk (laughs) and just had to pee the entire time. 
which then made me have to pee. Because once you start like hearing somebody talk about how they have to pee, yeah, your yeah, brain's yeah, yeah. like, yeah. Um, it's partially from the several drinks that I had, and then I was like, we should get hot drinks, and and I just like slammed a cup of coffee. Yeah. So that was cool. It snowed. Yep. Um. And rained. And rained. It was a great tour, though. It was a lot of fun. Uh, so I have some voice memos from that that I will put at some point in the show. And the EVP thing that we uh, did. Yes, we did an EVP session in uh, Mackenzie House. Yep, Mackenzie House. Which is an old-ass Victorian house in Toronto. Yep. That... Owned by one of the mayors of Toronto, or the first mayors of Toronto. Okay. Yeah. It was a very cool house. It was a very cool house. Even though you wouldn't let me open the little door. Yeah, because that's where the orphan ghost is. It's not where the orphan ghost is. It's where you keep the pollen spore. I'm also Emily's DM. Yes. Yes. Very yeah. special dungeon master. Very special. Who expected me not to want to kill an orphan that we found in a closet, who then recited creepy nursery rhymes. I which just, I, you know, don't expect you to want to kill children. I do if they recite like, creepy nursery rhymes. like a good aligned character. Mm-hmm. Generally not a thing. Mm-hmm. But, you know, what do I know? Um, yeah, so in this house, we went upstairs to one of the bedrooms, and we did an EVP session with the tour guide and the, the host and stuff. I haven't listened to my footage yet. It's about two and a half minutes of our our guide asking questions. Um, we do have... I think I took a video, so this is not useful to uh, <laughs> vi- uh, to an audio medium. But we were in the living room of the house, and I was taking a video, and we both heard very soft piano music. And I almost shit my pants. <laughs> After being told that there is a ghost that plays piano. Yeah. Um, so we finally found, like, a, an employee of the house who was like, yeah, we're playing parlor music. Like, okay. You need to explain that to people. <laughs> After telling them that there's a ghost that plays piano, you can't just play parlor music. I feel like that's not okay. Yeah. It was very mean. Yes. Um, but you could tell that he was amused as shit. He was very amused by how unamused we were. Um, and there was also, they had like a historic cook downstairs that oh, those cookies she made good. such good shortbread cookies. And cider, but we had had too many liquids at that point. <laughs> I was like, I'm not going to add on to this with cider. No. Because we hadn't had a chance to uh, use the Facility? facilities. Um, this is unrelated to ghosts, but I love how all of your bathroom signs are for washrooms here. Yes. It's very polite. Yes. We are polite humans, except on transit, in which the did, worst of our humanity... Did not expect that. The worst of our humanity comes out on transit. People are just garbage. So, today's show, this month's show, mm-hmm. um, let me get out ahead of this. This is one of the last boohahs. Uh, I love y'alls. This is a very taxing podcast, mm-hmm. but... Um, we have one more episode coming up, and then this one, and then the one you heard prior to this, which I haven't released yet, technically. Oh, yeah, no, I guess not. Yeah, it's... Um, it's before Halloween. Yeah. Um, I'm just getting shit done, but yeah, just to give you a heads up so it's not like next episode airs, and then February or January runs around, and it's like, where is it? What and have you done? not my fault, which it's... I feel like is very important. It's not Sadie's fault. She's not... It wasn't that I was so bad that Emily decided she was done. Yeah, that's why I put this ahead of the episode. Yes. Um, Thanks. No, I'm just, I'm going to work on a, another project, which it's not this in the same boo-ha-ha, like, realm, but it might have some elements 
that you enjoy. Yes. Monster Pod. <gasps> so, some Sadie. familiar voices? What? Uh, uh, some very familiar voices. Very, yes. Uh, only one that you haven't heard before. Yeah. But if you listen to Afternoonified, you may recognize the penis gallery. It's a very distant voice, though. It's a very distant, quiet, uh, almost the mm. ghost of Afternoonified, if you will. Would we call it quiet? No. No. <laughs> um, anyway, so Sadie's here, and this is uh, another reverse buha. It's an ahub. And, um, Which is what gonna... my notes say. <laughs> uh, she's going to share with me some Canadian ghost stories. Yeah. Um, I assume they're very polite ghosts. Yeah, for the most part. For the most part. Um, Just excuse me. <laughs> it's a lot of people looking for limbs. Right. We did hear a little bit about that last night. Yeah, we as um, a city are not great at moving our dead. <laughs> Just historically speaking. Just historically speaking. Um, but I mean, we also heard that, you know, Americans have a lot to do with that. So Excuse me. Saying. <laughs> So, yeah, I was researching all of the Toronto ghost stories, and there are a lot, because, you know... It's a very old city. It's an old city. Um, it was originally called York, because, you know, British. This is where they made the peppermint patties. This is this is where they made the peppermint patties. That's why it's so fucking cold. Um, <laughs> true facts. True facts. Um, so I picked out a couple. Um, may or may not be true. I think that's a running... That's like a thing. Like, don't do a book report on this. No. Um, the first one is actually the first Toronto ghost story that I heard that wasn't my life. Because I also oh, submitted. Right. Oh my god! Yeah. I forgot to mention, Sadie is the one that they kept on the second floor of the Victorian house. From from Randall's first. Uh, no, Avalon. It was the Avalon, Avalon episode. episode. Yep. I had the... Uh, you had the little boy ghost. I had the little boy asshole ghost. And... <laughs> yeah, phrasing. Um... <laughs> And my family members coming to visit me and scaring the shit out of me when I was kept on the second floor. (laughs) Yeah. It's a Victorian child's amount of space. (laughs) (laughs) Listen, I am upset that I did not appreciate that living situation because it was perfect. I mean, technically, that's kind of your living situation now. But I had, like, a balcony. Oh, yeah. yeah. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Don't know how my mom afforded that house, but, you know. Oh, um, just to go back to York Peppermint Patties. <laughs> uh, York Peppermint Patties were first produced in York, Pennsylvania by a man named Henry Kessler at his York Cone Company in 1940. I like our way better. Oh, yeah, for sure. <laughs> we are going to talk about cookies later, though. Yeah, tell me about these cookies. Later, we'll tell you about, tell you about cookies. Um, but the first story is about the uh, Gibraltar Point Lighthouse. So I actually got to visit this. There's uh, a school on Toronto Island, which some people go to when they're in like grade six. Some people go to this other place that I didn't get to go to, so I don't talk about it. It's fine. Um, you go and you like learn about science and stuff. Um, but Is they it also like a camp kind of thing. Kind of like you go for like a week. Oh yeah, uh, we do that in the U.S. It's outdoor school, um, or at least we did that when I was growing up. My mom worked for the school district that did it, and they just send the kids out into the woods for like a week in April. See, they send us to, like, a legitimate school on Toronto Island, and there's, like, a dormitory-type deal. Like, it's a whole... Oh, wow. It's real cool. Wow. Um, but the only thing I remember about it was going to the lighthouse. 
Um, because like I've, I've lived in Toronto my entire life. So I've like been past the lighthouse a bunch. Mm-hmm. Um, but they took us inside and told us the story, which was kind of cool. Um, because this is the time that you tell children these yeah, stories. Yeah, absolutely tell children right? to away like, from home. Because they're going to believe it. Like it's... But the Gibraltar Point Lighthouse um, was built in 1808. Um, and it operated until 1958. So good. Uh, 150 years? Yeah, a good solid, solid run. Um, the ghost story is about the very first lighthouse keeper, John Paul, JP, Radamudler. <laughs> His brother, uh, George Ringo? Yes, that guy. Mm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but this guy disappeared in 1815. Just disappeared? Just straight up disappeared. It's pretty easy to disappear in 1815. Well, yeah. He was a German immigrant um, who was actually a porter for a while to Prince Edward, who was one of the, like... The Christmas tree guy. That guy. Mm. Yeah. Uh, and he fucking loved Canada. Loved it. <laughs> Um, JP was the, uh, Lieutenant Governor of Nova Scotia. Um, and then he moved to Toronto in 1804 where he taught English and he was a German translator. Um, and then he got the lighthouse keeper gig. Seems like a step down, but... Doesn't it though? It's, it's a very shining step down where an English teacher goes to take care of a fucking hotel. But he just went to a lighthouse on an island. On an island. It was the first permanent lighthouse built on the Great Lakes. As and opposed it, to a temporary lighthouse? Yeah, because they had just, like, basic ones set up for, like, um, like when they were first settling and everything. Okay. I had to look because I read that and I was like, the permanent one? <laughs> um, and it was one of the tallest buildings in the city for, like, 50 years. <sighs> yeah. which And it's, like, five stories high, which is really not that high at all. Um, so I don't know how he landed the job. Maybe he was like a really charming dude. He probably interviewed for it. <laughs> but like, how do you go from like being like English teacher, German translator? Sure. Take care of our lighthouse. Right. You know I, mean, I mean, I mean, how yeah, do you go you, from like, you can do the shining method and just beat one of your students up and then they send you there is away. That. But I don't think that's what happened, but you know, are you saying that this man wasn't played by Jack Nicholson? No. Okay. They haven't made a movie yet. Apparently. When we get to the subway thing, we need to discuss the movie. Yeah, yeah, I'm not watching That's it. It's literally about the thing. I'm not watching it. Oh, I'm watching. It. I will. You have fun with that. He lived in like a little small house next to the lighthouse. Married a woman. Mm. Her name was Magdalena because it was the 1800s. Mm. And they had a daughter named Arabella. Wow. 1800s. <laughs> um, he made extra money on the side brewing German-style beer, which is important. Um, to the story or just to the history of Canada. Both. Okay. Listen, you've seen all the beer that we have. So much beer. We love our beer. Um, but this was during the War of 1812. Yeah. So Toronto was basically right in the middle of the war zone. Um, I'm not saying I'm sorry about that, but... Should you know? Um, Fort York, which is like where the like main one was, isn't yeah. that far from the island. Um so JP basically had to make sure that British fleets didn't, like, crash into rocks as they came into the harbor. It's his whole job. Um, but by the time the war was over, he was already dead slash disappeared. We assume dead since he's a ghost. <laughs> no, he's not still alive today. Oh, he could be that man that had his... No. Oh, he could have been the man who had his 100th birthday. That was a small child. Mm, uh, Benjamin buttoning it. Um, he'd have to be like 
the Knights Templar guy from the Last Crusade. Yeah, he's he would be super old. He would be over a hundred years old by now. Um, so <clears throat> there are a couple of versions about how this happened, and both involve soldiers and beer. Um, two soldiers stationed at a military blockhouse on the island. They were both named John, John Henry, yeah, John Henry, and John Blauman. Um, they came to the lighthouse the night of January second, eighteen fifteen. Um, one version says the JP was serving serving them and then cut them off because they had too much. Uh, the other version, which is my personal favorite, says that he sold them watered down beer, and on the way back to the blockhouse, it froze and they got a real pissed because they're like, hey. This shouldn't freeze because it's beer. Beer doesn't freeze? Not good beer. Um, Either way, they chased him up into the lighthouse and they killed him on the stairs, which is why they take you into the lighthouse. Because he apparently... Allegedly. Allegedly. um, This is the story they told us at the island school. What have you lost? I had a phone. Once upon a time. Emily had a phone. It's not like anyone's calling me. Oh, found it. Um, so allegedly they oh, chased him up. Me. Legitimately? My mother. <laughs> hey! I know! Normally it's my mom. Um, so they allegedly killed him on the 13th stair. And there's like a blood stain or something. I wish there was a sound effect for eye rolling. I mean, we could invent one, I'm sure. Just marbles rolling. Yeah. Um, either way... I avoided the fuck out of that stair when I went Just up the stairs. Over it. Just like hopped right over it. Because they say that like people will get um like headaches and stuff and all that sort of crap. To be fair, if you kill someone on the thirteenth stair, you also by default kill them on the eleventh, twelfth, fourteenth, fifteenth, like maybe sixteenth. All the stairs. Because other stories will tell you that they like went all the way up and he fell off of the lighthouse. Like he fell over the railing. It wasn't enough just to kill him. Then they were like, oh shit, we killed a guy. Let's dismember him. Yeah, because that always works out. That totally works out. Um, and they apparently like buried him all around the lighthouse, which I don't know how um, good wife Magdalena just like missed all of this. I don't know what happened. Um, I think she was out. Yeah, maybe she was like, because it gets real hard on the island in winter. Like, maybe she went back to the mainland for the winter and was just like, you yeah, can do like, this thing. It's really difficult. Like we... You weren't able to go to the island last year because it flooded out so bad after the winter. Hmm, yeah. Yeah. Um, so they say that uh, good old JP still wanders around the lighthouse looking for his limbs. Looking oh, for right, because of the dismemberment. Because of the dismemberment. They did find a human jawbone um, on the grounds in the 50s. One of the other lighthouse keepers found it. Yeah. Went looking, was like, hmm, wonder if I can find anything. I found a jawbone. Wish I hadn't found anything. <laughs> Wish I hadn't. Um, but they added it to like the plaque that's on the lighthouse. <clears throat> they added the jawbone. The fact that they found the jawbone. Okay. Just didn't know if they like <laughs> mounted it. <laughs> um, the two soldiers went to trial it because they didn't find a body. They were acquitted. Uh. Um, there are some stories about like other lighthouse keepers hearing steps coming up the stairs and stopping on the thirteenth step, which is why that thirteenth step thing is important. Mm. But. That's that's the story of JP. Jesus Christ. Um, and I sleep through everything, but apparently, and remember, we were like, this was grade six, we would have been like 12 at the time. Mm-hmm. Some of the other kids said that they saw the lighthouse turn on when we were there. 
Uh-huh. Which it was no longer in service because this was like 2001. I'm um, sure they did. I'm sure that they did. Because this was the day, like the night that we went to see it. Like, Sure, guys. Sure. 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 Sure, Jan. Yeah, that's the story of the lighthouse. It's still there. It's not like, it's pretty well kept. Like, they don't. Oh, yeah. I mean. It's a historical You guys spot. seem to have a grip on like historical preservation. Oh. There's one thing the East Coast does better than the West Coast. <laughs> it's preserve their historical shit. Because, um, like, when we went to Philadelphia when I was in high school, like, all of those, so, like, super well-renovated and kept houses. and Yeah. And, like, the Mackenzie house was just perfect. Perfect. Well, they gave that over to the city of Toronto. Yeah. So yeah. That helps. Uh, we also don't have stuff that old in... We have, like, cabins and stuff, but since they're cabins, they're very hard to preserve. Yeah, that's fair. Because JP was killed by soldiers, he's like linked in and like lumped in with like a lot of the like eighteen twelve stories because you know, oh, yeah, and a lot of the stories told about Fort York. Um, Did we hear a story about? No, we didn't actually. We heard really ghost surprised. ship stories. We heard ghost ship stories. We didn't hear anything about Fort York. Yeah, apparently there's some American ship ghosts. Mm-hmm. Ghost ships. Ghost ship. Ghost ship. Both. 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 Yeah, we weren't just like a random point in the street and it's like, this is where the shores... Well, because the waters used to come up way further. Way further. That's why the, like, as you go further down that area, it gets like the steeper and steeper is because of the way that the water came up. Yeah, how far away were we from like a water line? Um, like a good 15, 20 minute walk. Damn. The waters receded a lot, actually. Like a mile? Yeah. Huh. Yeah. Which actually plays into this story. Do tell. Yeah. Um, so there was at Fort York like a six hour long battle called very creatively the Battle of York. Wow. Right? I know. Uh in eighteen thirteen. And then there were a hundred and eighty one men killed on both sides. Um, and they buried a lot of people in shallow graves. As you do. As you do. As you do. Um, and then it rained heavily for like weeks. As it does. As it does after. Um and all the like earth they put over the remains washed away. That's what happened in New Orleans, and hence why they have to bury them all above ground because you put yeah. them in the ground and they just float right back up. Yeah. Um. So that's what happened. So a lot of these people had to be buried twice. The ones that didn't, um, like come up the first time were buried along the shoreline. So when the shoreline receded in like 1820, mm. all of those bodies washed up again. Bodies so nice, we buried them twice. Buried. <laughs> I'm fine. <laughs> Um, just, you know, bodies washing up on the shoreline. Just, like, really old bodies, too, so it's not like, oh, this person fell off a ship. It's like, oh, nope. this is bone. This is decomposed. Yeah. Delicious. Lovely. Um, so yeah, apparently, you know, those soldiers, they don't rest well. Surprisingly. <laughs> not a lot of easy resting? No. Um, one body apparently kept resurfacing until he was given, like, a legitimate burial. Um, which is what they say. It's Captain Neil McNeil. Legitimate name. Neil McNeil. There is a school named after him. A Catholic school for boys. Yeah. That... Yeah. <laughs> um, so he was reinterred at a place called Victoria Memorial Square, which is also my favorite um, because it's supposed to be haunted by the ghost of horses. Oh, I love a good animal ghost. They were put down by their owner, uh, Lieutenant Connell Francis Battersby. Francis Battersby? Francis Battersby. <laughs> Uh, and you can apparently hear horses' hooves when there are no horses around. Um, the only thing where I call BS on this one is that I lived right across the street from Fort York for two years. 
it's right by where they keep the police horses. Oh, okay. So, like, I heard horses hooves all the time because there were horses. Was that um, the place you lived before this or? Yeah, like, literally right before this one. Okay, where they had all the music festivals. Where they had all the music festivals where I just got free music festivals by opening my windows. The only thing I remember specifically about all those music festivals is you were telling us about it, and you were like, yeah, Run the Jewels is playing. And then Casey was like, yeah, I think that's rap or rap adjacent. Yep. Yep. Um, also, the time that I came home severely hungover, and there was an EDM festival across the street. Oh, shit. Yeah. Yeah. So many unnecessary sirens. <laughs> so many. <laughs> yeah. It's a nice, quiet neighborhood here. It's lovely. I still think this place is probably haunted, though. But, like, apparently by a very polite ghost, because I've had no issues. Yeah, I mean, like, in my old apartment, it was super old. Yes. And so, like, there had to be something going on there. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, this place is old enough to have, like, exposed brick walls and, mm-hmm. like, weird locks on the doors. So, you know. Um, I'm surprised they didn't give you a ring of like big old keys. Well, I was looking for one because like there's the key, like the the keyhole there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That would be perfect for it. Um, but no. Sadly, we'll figure it out. We'll figure it out. Yeah, those are like they do like a Fort York ghost walk, but like Fort York isn't that big. Oh yeah. So um, it's mostly just like people standing around and like. Soldiers' uniforms from 1800s. Let's take a pause to discuss that cholera prevention costume oh, that we saw at Mackenzie House last night. Did not like that. At I all. will post that picture on the Facebook <sighs> and the Twitter because it is a nightmare wrapped in a Revolutionary War outfit. It's terrible, and I hate it. Um, because like. I thought it was just a mannequin wearing a costume because it had, like, this weird papier-mâché face with, like, eye holes and mm-hmm. stuff. But they actually wore those masks. Yeah. Because <sighs> that's how you prevent an airborne disease. With papier-mâché. Uh, old-timey papier-mâché, too. Ooh. Yuck. I can't imagine that would be good. Well, not if it's good. Like, when did they when did they discover that you Cholera could make... is an airborne. I don't know much about cholera. I know literally nothing cholera, about cholera. Cholera, I think, is in the water, and it just... It's... It's a... The only thing I know about cholera is that there's a book about love and cholera. I'm pretty sure cholera is one of the, the shitting diseases. I'll believe you. I just have zero um, idea. <laughs> nope, not... Why did I search your peppermint baddies again? Hold on, I can't spell it. Cholera. <laughs> nope, not Colorado. Why don't I just Google it? Cholera. I can apparently spell a little better. <laughs> oh, here we go. Bacterial infection of the small intestine. It's a shitting disease. It's definitely a shitting disease. Mm-hmm. Which you would think that they would, like, bury people better based on that. The classic symptoms is large amounts of watery diarrhea that lasts a few days. Vomiting and muscle cramps may also occur. Diarrhea can be, se- diarrhea can be so severe that it leads... Within hours to severe dehydration and electrolyte imbalance. That just sounds like, you know, when you have bad Mexican food. <laughs> also known as Taco Bellitis. Weird. <laughs> um, yeah, you basically shit yourself to death. Wow, that's awkward. That's really awkward. Cholera. Um, I think it's, like, dysentery adjacent. <laughs> My phone is at 69%. <laughs> so, uh, other ghosts. <laughs> 
the best part of that whole interaction is your cup says not adulting today. <laughs> I just said the phrase shitting disease like four times. Yep. Um, I have a whole section here about High Park, which is a lovely park in Toronto. Um, there's more soldiers. Is it right across the street from the uh, Jekyll building? No, High, like High. Oh, damn. Like, yeah. Damn. No, Hyde Park is London, I'm pretty Shh. sure. <laughs> um, there is a high street in Eugene where I grew up. And do people steal the sign a lot? Yeah, that was actually the whole story, is oh, that sorry. the sign there never stays very long. No. Because uh, high school students just steal the shit out of it. Yeah, people go to High Park to smoke a lot of weed, so. Which, no shit! Legal here it's now. It's legal! Woo. And you can, like, actually smoke it. Because in Oregon, like, you can own it, you can sell it. But we don't want to see you using it. Yeah, we had that for a while. Um, you still can't really get it very easily because it's all through the government. Yeah, ours are very heavily regulated, but that doesn't stop there from being a dispensary every other street in Portland. They cracked down all the dispensaries. I feel like that's a g- your guys' fault because they were like, hmm, dispensaries. Uh, I live on a street that is known as the Green Mile. Amazing. Is there a small mouse? No. <laughs> Weirdly, it was written by Stephen King, though. Does Tom Hanks have a fe- feature heavily? Yeah, actually. Um... Would it be an episode of boo without movie references? Oh, of course not. No. Um, but yeah, I, there's at least like four dispensaries within walking distance. Um, Portland Natives, Treehouse Collective. <laughs> Excellent. Um, so yeah, more soldiers at High Park. Seems to be a lot of uh, soldier and boat ghosts. Yeah, well, you know, the Americans came. I don't know anything about that. And killed a bunch of people, so. I literally do not know anything about that. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So there's this, like, large pond in High Park, which I'm going to try and find, um, with a stone border. And as you walk past it, there's, like, this huge field that's surrounded by trees. And, like, people have picnics and stuff there all the time. Um, which is only awkward because it's, like, kind of a graveyard. Because that's where they buried a bunch of soldiers. I mean, in L.A. they have a cemetery where they screen movies, so. Yeah, it's just not, like, there's no markers. Okay, it's like a it's, potter's field situation. It's like a potter's field situation where they buried all of the, like, people that washed up on the shore. Okay. Um, In mass graves. And they Severe marked it body by mismanagement around the city. Terrible body mismanagement. Um, they planted some trees. Over top of them. Oh, well, that fixes it. Yep. Um, there's an underground stream below, but there's never any water in it because... Um, I don't think it's a stream then. Well, it's like it's like one of those like creek type deals. But it... So they... There were femurs and skulls and other humans remain... Other people going through the underground stream for a while and they surfaced over the ponds. So um, the city officials had it drained. Is there... We're just really bad at body management. Um, And there's been a lot of sightings of, like, soldiers peering out from the trees. Like, being, like, in the trees and, like, poking their heads out and being like, hi. Um, Hey, guys. Hey, guys. um, There's also some soldiers who fell through the ice um, at Grenadier Pond. Um, They're trying to, like, launch an ambush and they tried to, like, go across the ice. Well, that never works out. No, they did not watch that King Arthur movie with, what's his name? The guy from Children of Men. Oh, not Clive Owen. that guy. Remember the the 
the Saxons tried to cross yeah, the no, ice. Yeah, no, it's a good movie. It's a fantastic movie. So they tried to do that, and they fell through the ice. Um, and apparently you hear growling for some reason. Uh, well, I mean, that's kind of the sound that ice makes when it's about to break. That makes sense. Um, that's played into a lot of, like, ghost stories that take place, like, in the Antarctic and stuff. Like, that makes people sense. will hear, like, a loud groaning. Um, I just thought, like, zombie growling. Yeah, it kind of sounds like that. Um, they hear groaning, too. And then there's apparently, like, a spectral mist over the lake. But I'm pretty sure that's just fog. It's just fog and ice cracking. Uh, yeah. Well, because, like, there's the... The sounds, like the unexplained underwater sounds, like the bloop and the Julia and the upsweep oh, yeah, and stuff. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, listen to that episode of Booha and stay all the way through to the end. I hate you. <laughs> I hate you. But it's not Booha. That's after It's not. I know. I just said listen to the episode of Afternoonified about unexplained sounds. Oh, well. Either way. I meant Afternoonified. It's terrible and I hate you. Um, <laughs> no, but the sounds of, like, the bloop and stuff are just ice from the arctic like shifting moving um so that might explain that it's less terrifying than the like giant monster of the deep yeah like like differently terrifying because you know like global warming but uh yeah 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 um the other story in high park is you know patriarchal bullshit what did you do? I didn't do anything. I know you did it. The story is uh, at Colburn Lodge. Um, so the ghost of Colburn Lodge is Jemima Howard. The Thoroughplane. Yeah. <laughs> I think I'm pronouncing that right. It's J-E-M-I-M-A. I think that's Jemima. Yeah, Jemima. Yeah. Um, she was the wife of an engineer and architect, John G. Howard. Um, they are the original like benefactors of High Park. And okay. they have like this um, house that's there. Um, she was supposed, they said she had a long history of, like, mental health problems, but... They always say that. They always say that. And I'm pretty sure it's just that they gave her this really heavy-duty cocktail of drugs. Um, what time period is this? Uh, like, she died in 1877. Oh, God. Um, and she died from, like, breast cancer. So they were giving her, like, morphine and laudanum and all of that stuff for pain. Good stuff, yeah. Which is the stuff that's going to drive you... Insane. Insane. Um, like there's a story about how, um, John was one of the original benefactors of like our center for mental health and addiction. And he tried to get her committed there and they were like, nope, probably cause she's not crazy. Which is weird because it was very uh, easy to just be like, oh, that bitch be crazy. Yeah. Well, our KMH is actually pretty good. Um, anyway, um, there's apparently a trap door. At the back of Colburn Lodge, so when she when her pain got way too much, she would get erratic and at times violent. Um, and as you did with women in the eighteen hundreds, he locked her up with a dildo. No, did you not? That was like yeah, one of but the... he didn't do that. I was just hoping, like maybe you would think, but no, that's too bad. It is too bad. He just put her under a trap door behind the house. <sighs> um, so he would like literally wife. like sit inside. Apparently, sit inside. Apparently. Listening to her wailing from, like, underground. And just jerking it. Just jerking it. Um, <laughs> yeah, so she was, like, living basically in, like, a morphine haze for most of the end of her life. Um, and she died in the house in 1877 at 75. Some Jane Eyre bullshit. It is some Jane Eyre bullshit. Um, so one of the main sources of, like, the haunting comes from a police report in 1969. Oh, do you hey. tell? <laughs> 
um, a police officer was patrolling outside, um, and it had been like turned into a museum like long before this. Um, and he slowed down because he said he saw a woman looking out of the second floor window of the house. It's always the second floor. Well, that was where her room was. Hmm. Um, and he thought that that was weird since it was a museum and it was nighttime. Uh, so he went and like checked the doors and um, they were all locked. People also um, claimed to hear wailing, like it's muffled coming from underground. Ugh. Um, so yeah, she's haunting the house. It's what happens when you trap women. It's what happens when you trap women underground um, and don't, you know, take care of them properly. Like I said, some patriarchal bullshit. <laughs> This episode of Boohaha brought to you by the Americans and Patriarchal Pro. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of underground, and this is one that we actually heard about at oh, the good. ghost. Oh, this is one. Yeah. Um, we apparently have a haunted subway station. So Bay Station, which is one of the like main connectors. Named after Beyonce. Of course. Um, has another level below the second level, which they call Lower Bay. We're so creative here. Rihanna. Rihanna. Rihanna Station. Yes. Uh, <laughs> oh, do we really want to piss off Rihanna? No, she makes a good bra. She does. Uh, <laughs> it was only used for six months in 1966 before they were like, this is dumb. We don't like it. Um, and now it's mostly used for like training and for shooting movies like the cinematic epics, Resident Evil, one of them. And Suicide and Squad. And Suicide Squad. <laughs> and a movie that we found out. It's Last just night. called The Sound. Just called The Sound. It's literally about the story that you're about to tell us. It literally is. That's that's literally all it is. It's like Rose McGowan and Christopher Lloyd. Um, <laughs> Christopher Lloyd, who's been old since 1985. Like, I think he was just born old. <laughs> like, I think that's like a legitimate Benjamin Button situation, where eventually he he'll just get young. He was born in 1700. He reached 65 years old. He's like, this is good for me. Like Keanu Reeves, who just decided to stay at like 40. <laughs> And Tom Selleck, who's like, mid-40s. Not even an actual age. It's just mid-40s. Yep. And we all believe it, because that mustache. Yeah, he came from the Sam Elliott class of magic. Oh, Sam Elliott. Uh, We saw him at a Marie Callender's once. So, yeah, we found this movie. um, Which, based on the trailer, I think they added some extra stuff. Of course, because that's how that works. Yeah. Um, But apparently, uh, the... Station was built on top of a potter's field. Which is where they they built uh, bodies that weren't claimed or bodies of criminals. Yeah, because we are really bad at, like, dealing with bodies. I mean, potter's fields have been used. They're just a bad idea, full stop. They're they're terrible. Um, But we just built, like, a subway station over top of it. That was the worst idea. Terrible idea. Um, So, when it became... They did... Well, so, apparently they did move it, though. Which is where the limb thing comes from. They, quotation mark, moved it. Yes, moved some of the parts. And I say some of the parts because workers say that they see a woman, a distraught woman in a long red dress, um, floating down the tracks, missing eyes and legs. How do they know her legs are missing if it's a long red dress? I don't know. Maybe it's like ankle length, so you can still tell? Maybe. Um, I just don't, like, I feel like if I was in an abandoned station and I saw a woman in a red dress floating, I wouldn't be like, do you have legs, ma'am? I wouldn't be, like, stopping to check. Do you know what I mean? Like, that's how you die in the horror movie. It's true. Um, 
Apparently there are people out there who just don't think like that. Well, and they're the ones that die in the beginning of the horror movie. <laughs> they're the family that moves into the house and they're like, honey, this is where our dreams will come true, even though people were horribly murdered here and then they all die. I mean, that's how they got the house. Ready. You know, it's a it's a whole thing. But, you know, that's that's how you live your life. I was going to say that's a different episode of Boo Ha Ha. That is a different But ep- it's not. Oh. <laughs> I'm sad. That's an episode of Other Project. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. Um, so yeah, she's probably looking for her legs. And her eyes, I And her assume. eyes, which is going to be difficult, because if you don't have eyes, like, how do you find... Well, I mean... I don't know. She's dead, so... Yeah. Um, what? Do you remember the story about the nun? It was at the mental hospital. Yeah, Sister Vin... Sister Vincent or Sister Vincenzo or something yeah, like that. Uh, who had no face. Who had no face. Uh, so we heard a story uh, about the mental hospital here. It's not the mental hospital. Not it's mental just, hospital. A, just a straight hospital. Just a hospital. Oof. Just um, a straight hospital. It's about people who, and I quote, do not enjoy having run-ins with this nun. So weird. Uh, because under her veil, she doesn't have a face. It's just a black. quote, black void. Yep. And people have take issue with that. Weird. It's so, so weird. Like, so weird. It just doesn't, I can't wrap my head around it at all. Um, again, I'd be gone. Yeah, I, yeah. I would leave you behind. Thank you. You're welcome. Um, I'd live to tell your tale. Um, <laughs> Turned into a Rose McGowan movie. Yeah. With Christopher Lloyd. <laughs> Christopher Lloyd is the nun. <laughs> He'd probably play a really good nun, let's be honest. No, Christopher Lloyd is going to play you. <laughs> Did you just have gingerbread screech come out your nose? Yeah. Nice. Nice. It burns, but I think it cleaned out my nose piercing pretty well. <laughs> the last story I have is another lady ghost. It's always a lady ghost. It's always a lady ghost. We don't let shit go. We don't. Especially we, if you lose our legs. We haunt your ass forever. Um, this one is, so it's, it's at the Christie mansion. Um, the cookie man, the cookie man, uh, Mr. Cookie, Mr. Christie made good cookies and was a douchebag. And that's all he did. That's all he did. Uh, cause he also lost the family fortune. So the story goes that Robert Christie, who is the son of William Christie, who is Mr. Christie, the cookie man. I feel like we should explain the cookie man angle. Okay, so there's a Canadian company called um, Christie's Cookies. Nabisco owns it in the States, but we brand it as Christie's here. From what I understand, it's a little bit like Mrs. Fields. Um, Kind of. It's more like it's Nabisco. Like if anything that's labeled Nabisco in the States is labeled Christie's here. Okay. Yeah, we just like they let them it's keep brand it. brand recognition. Yeah, because we know Christie's not so much Nabisco. Okay. So Oreos and... Oreos and Chips Ahoy and any of that stuff. And something called Fudgios, which you apparently don't have, which I'm sorry. It's a chocolate-filled Oreo. It's better than that, though. I'll be the judge of that. It's better than that. Um, you guys do have better chips than we do. I just oh, want to yeah. give you guys that. We do. Those bacon chips. Were, oh. Yeah, man. <sighs> Sour cream and bacon. That's, that's my jam. So Robert Christie kept a mistress hidden in a secret room with no windows behind the walls of the family library. I'm sorry. Yup. Did call she it... agree to this? I assume so. 
I, I'm assuming that she was like, oh, this will happen for like a month while he gets rid of the wife. Uh, they call it room 29. And it was fully furnished. There was like a bed and a bathroom and a butler who brought her all her meals and like her water and all that stuff. So she literally never had to leave. And she would just wait there for him to come. Ugh. Like, can you like, just literally like spending your days in one room. I mean, I lived in a studio. <laughs> but like waiting for a man. I lived in a studio. <laughs> no, that's terrible. You had windows, though. I did have windows. Even if they did look out on a bus stop. Yes. Yes, they did. Um, that's a Rapunzel situation. It is. And then apparently he got tired of visiting his lover. Um, and she became lonely to the point of madness. What time period is this? Um, if this isn't in, like, the 1800s, I'm gonna be really mad. It is. It's, like... It was 1964. No, god, no. It was, like, the 1900s, even. Because, like, his dad died in 1900. Oh, my god. Yeah. Because this all apparently happened, like, right after his dad died. So in, like, the early 1900s. Early 1900s. It's still too late for this to be a thing. It is. So, yeah, she went crazy, as you do. You know, when someone locks you in a room and forgets about you. Uh, and she hung herself with a bedsheet. No, that checks out. Right? The tale now is that if a woman, because it's like a, it's a part of the college now, it's part of like the University of Toronto. Okay. Um, so if a young woman goes into the secret room alone, the door will swing shut and stay locked until someone else hears you on the other side and lets you out. Hmm. Don't like that. Nope. Um, we actually have, I've been meaning to do it on the show and I just haven't, um, a story kind of like that. Ooh. Except maybe, maybe worse. Oh. I don't think so. Um, There's more. Yes, please go on while I find this. Um, So he found her. Good. Well, the butler probably found her, let's be honest. Um, And he had her body secretly removed and buried somewhere on the grounds of Queen's Park, which is like the government. (laughs) Um, And then some claim that the guilt drove him to distraction and then um he lost the business basically he had to sell the mansion to the university of toronto um and that's when nabisco bought the company the cookie man he died not long after good right i feel like earned his marriage fell apart so i feel like like in my version of this story she basically haunted the fuck out of him until his entire life fell apart there should be a movie about this. There should be a movie about this. I would watch it. All of the women would watch it. I'd watch it sooner than I watch that. I'm definitely going to watch You're it. Rose McDonald. definitely going to watch it. I do not want to. Um. Okay, I think I found the story that I was going to... At least the name. Um, Melrose Hall. Melrose Hall. I feel like I've heard this one. I believe it was on Lore. Yeah, I feel like I've heard this one. And it is very similar. Um. If I'm thinking of the right thing. Is Brooklyn. Melrose Hall is a residence at Bedford Avenue and Winthrop Street, uh, mm-hmm. Flatbush. Um, so basically, what happened is a man named Colonel Axtell uh, had a mistress. Mm-hmm. As you did. As you did. Um, he was married to a nice lady, I guess. Anyway, so uh, it was a Native American girl, if I'm not mistaken. Um, the mistress? Yeah. Oh. Uh, not like a Native American girl like Felicity wasn't. <laughs> uh, I assume you guys didn't have American girl dolls in Canada. 
No, we have another thing. Canadian girl. So yeah, he had her in a secret chamber that you can only open from the outside. I don't know why this was a thing men were doing. Because they were allowed to do whatever they wanted. Um, so he kept her in there and there was a maid and she was the only person who knew. Mm-hmm. And uh, Colonel went away for a while and the maid died. Shit. So there was no one who knew that this woman was in here. So she basically starved to death. And now she haunts that place. Um, Fair. But then there was also like a more recent story about this woman who had a lover that she kept in the attic. And he just lived in the attic. And finally he was like, I don't want to live in the attic anymore. And I believe he tried to murder her husband. Which you feel like would be like the eventual storyline. Yeah, you can't keep a man in the attic. They're not patient enough. No. Enough? Patient. They're not patient full stop. <laughs> um, that one I know there's an episode of The Dollop about with the My Favorite Murder Ladies. Nice. And they're probably going to tell the story better than I can because I'm going by a vague memory. <laughs> I feel like most ghost stories are like a vague memory though. A, a friend of a friend of mine. A friend of a friend of mine saw... A legless ghost. Which was a... Was that a thing in the States, too? Freaky freaky stories? Or was that just a YTV thing? It was just a YTV thing. We had goosebumps, my friend. Freaky stories was amazing. Anybody who's Canadian will know what I'm talking about. And it was... We had that. No, Are I you will... afraid of the dark? Also Canadian. Yeah, you guys... What? Are you afraid of the dark as Canadian? I did not know that. The guy... Like, one of the guys from the Midnight Society was our weatherman for a while. <laughs> what? I feel like a Canadian we... horror fantasy themed anthology. I feel like someone relatively famous was on it. Are you afraid of the dark? Wasn't a Gos- Wasn't there a Gosling? Wasn't he on one of them? A uh, Gosling, like there's more than one. I, wasn't maybe, Ryan Gosling maybe. on? <laughs> it was Gosling or Reynolds, I think. I don't think Reynolds was on it. There was there. Yeah, it was one of those like um, started your career type. Yeah, because Gosling was basically the Canadian Justin Timberlake. That seems mean to Ryan Gosling. Um, I'm sorry, Justin Timberlake is a national treasure. I, for some reason, heard Bieber. Oh, God, no. And I was upset. No, Timberlake. Um, yeah, that's better. Mickey Mouse Club. That's much better, yes. I think Gosling was also. Alicia Cuthbert was on Are You Afraid oh, of the that's, Dark? that's who I was And Vanessa Lungis, who um, was on that American Dream show. What? American Dreams with Britney Snow and someone else. I didn't watch it. I clearly did not either. But yeah, Ross Hall was like one of the older characters, um, and he was a weatherman. Are You Afraid of the Dark was like in that weird space where I knew it existed and I tried watching it, but I was also too young to be able to hand- handle it. He was the leader. He was Gary. He was the guy who like ran the Midnight Society. Yes, that child cult. <laughs> yeah, which was in no way weird no. and terrifying. No, no, um, that was weird. But Freaky Stories was like a um, cartoon type deal, and they would like tell like urban legends. I'll find it for you. I show it. To I you. just feel like universally '90s kids are just like, oh, weird as shit. Oh yeah. And people wonder why. Look at the shit that you made us watch. Yeah. <laughs> like, come on. Um, but yeah. Like, baby boomers created shit like Rocco's Modern Life and expected us not to be... Oh, no, I love Rocco. I love that show. Um, Not as much as I love Angry Beavers. Oh, or Cat Dog. Uh, um, I believe, yeah, it was on the Forgotten Fantasy show. Uh, We were talking about Cat Dog and the anatomy of Cat Dog. Mm -hmm. 
and uh, still don't know how that worked. We just don't think about it because we were children. Well, like, I had a cat dog, like, plastic toy that had come with a roll of bubble gum in the middle, so there was a slit in the middle, and I just kind of assumed <laughs> that if you autopsied cat dog, it would just be full of shitty bubble gum. Gross. <laughs> Gross. Oh, no. Yeah. How do cat dogs repro- Actually. Mm. I feel like there was an origin story for cat dogs. I think there was. Where there's no other cat dogs. Yeah. Like, this is what this episode has devolved into. <sighs> this is what every episode devolves into. There. We can talk about hereditary again. No, please don't. <laughs> please don't. Don't like it. Um, actually, what did you think about House on Haunted Hill? <sighs> so Haunting of Hill House. Sorry. Haunting... House on Haunted Hill was a Vincent Price movie. Yes. Haunting of Hill House. I watched... On the, like, one day off I had after a ridiculous week. And I would only have been able to watch it in that way. Because I still think about Bed Neck Lady. Um, this is gonna... I don't think we can do spoilers because it's still... It's still fairly fresh. Fairly fresh but, yeah. uh, Bed Neck Lady didn't scare me as much as... Bowler Hat Man. Hat. That guy. And Joe warned me about him before I had seen it. Because we were talking, like, briefly about it, and I'd only seen, like, two episodes, and Joe was like, yeah, the man with the hat is going to ruin you. I'm like, hmm. I literally have nightmares that start like that. Of hiding under the bed? Hiding under the bed. Uh, I think the part that freaked me out about him was just the feet not touching the ground. Like the gentleman in Hush. Like the gentleman in Hush, and, like, the real story of the Snedeker haunting from Haunting Connecticut, where they talk about... I know, you do not like that movie, but this character wasn't even in the movie, and he would have been the scariest part. It was a man in a pinstripe suit whose feet never stopped moving. And that scares the shit out of me. I don't like I don't it. know if he's, like, doing a jig, or if it's just, like, a cartoon, or just a blur. Like, I hate it. I, I hate it. I don't like it. I um, don't. <sighs> so I found Cat Dog's Wikipedia page, which makes it sound like I looked and didn't just Google Cat Dog Origins. <laughs> so... Conjoined twin hybrid of cat... They're conjoined twins. So that's what... That happened. I They didn't really discuss, like, how does cat dog pee? But, like, that's not something you would discuss on, like, a television show for children. In the 90s, though? No, they do that now. Um, Because when we were kids, when an adult said, stop asking me why, you were more afraid. However, did you know that the voice of dog is the voice of Spongebob? Tom Kenny, National Treasure. Also, the Ice King. That makes a lot of sense, though. Um, and Jim Cummings, the voice of Cat, is the voice of um, mm, Darkwing Duck. <gasps> I love Darkwing Sonic, Duck. Sonic, Pete, Winnie the Pooh, Tigger, Amazing. Bonkers D. Bobcat. Amazing. Do you remember Marsupilami? No. No one remembers Marsupilami. Did you make it up? I did not make up Marsupilami. You sure? I, I, it's a French cartoon. Oh. oh, we had Pingu. Penguin. Mm-hmm. He was pe- he was a penguin, and he spoke only French. He was on he was on TVO. Like I said, Bonkers' name, and then I just fully remembered like the concept of Bonkers. <laughs> Some choice shit. Um, Marsupilami. Yeah, I do not remember do not that remember at all. Him. Wow. He kind of looks like a weird um, Calvin and Hobbes ripoff. Hey, 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 hey. It does. Shh. 
Oh, I do remember this. I remember I had a marsupilami jump rope for a while. I remember this. This is great audio. Fantastic this is amazing audio. audio. Yeah. I'm sure everyone really loves listening to us watch a thing. Yeah, I remember this a yep. lot. Yep. <laughs> Continuing with that trend. So, just to warn you, the hosts of Freaky Stories were not cartoons. They were, like, those weird, um, like, figurine-type animation things they did in the 90s. Stop motion? Not stop motion. Or, like, Kablam, where it was, like, a Barbie and, like, a He-Man doll. I don't know how to explain it properly, but it's a cockroach and a maggot. Hold on to your butts, listeners. Here we go. stories happened to a friend of a friend of mine on Freaky Stories. I guess this is how this episode, because we've heard your ghost stories. Yeah. Um, You've definitely heard my ghost we're stories. We're just going to talk about weird cartoons from the 90s. Yeah. Uh, Courage the Cowardly Dog, obviously. Yep, of course. And uh, the Beetlejuice cartoon. I love the Beetlejuice cartoon. I used to watch that every morning before I went to school. Um, I like how they just made Beetlejuice like not super rapey and creepy <laughs> yeah so that was that was a weird switch for me going from like the beetlejuice cartoon yeah, to like yeah, yeah. watching the movie i was like oh, okay different vibe. fine where's uh, alec baldwin in this right um but yeah. it was back when cartoons all had to have a moral yes so beetlejuice learned a lot he did learn a lot um yeah i used to watch that and then i used to come home every at lunchtime and watch fresh prince um and home improvement i have found uh out about your love of home improvement yes yes um mostly because of jonathan taylor thomas as we have discussed yes um thackeray ty bryant turned out to be a little bit less hot than i remember him yeah and it's mostly because i realized that his hair is too small for his head his hair is too small for his head he was in like one episode of buffy in season seven weird yep yep yeah, I think most of my, like, boy crushes in the 90s were Ryder Strong. Um, of course. Specifically, actually, Eric Matthews. Eric Matthews did yeah. it for me. I was very much like Eric and Harvey Kinkle. Oh, Harvey Kinkle. Eric Matthews now plays D&D. Yes, I know. And he, yeah. He makes uh, models. No, I've come to realize that I am dating a Harvey-Eric hybrid. Yeah, that checks out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so, like, my life has turned out perfectly. Yeah, you, like, good job. <laughs> I am living the dream. You were living the 90s, like, girl dream? Yeah, I'm glad I didn't end up dating a Sean. I mean, Sean like... Matthews was, not Sean Matthews. Well. Sean Hunter. Sean Hunter. Sean turned out fine, if you watched the... <laughs> he did turn out The revival show, Girl Meets World. As hell. He, uh, was a renowned photographer. Mm-hmm. Um, and 
Yeah, just just fine as hell. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yep. Uh-huh. Just good. Uh, he's no plays with squirrels, though. He is no plays with squirrels. <laughs> um, yeah, I I had a lot of um, the like boys with that very that very nineties haircut. The where the hair is too small for his the, like, head. The mushroom haircut. Yep, yep, yep. Um, like uh, Jonathan Taylor Thomas, Devin Sawa, who was Casper. Yeah, I only, I mean, I've seen Casper, obviously. Yeah. I don't think it ever registered in my head that he was hot. Well, I mean, he was very young in that one. I also would have been very young. You would have been real young. Mm -hmm. But then in, like, Wild America, which I don't understand how you don't know what that is, but it's fine. (laughs) um, He is hot. And then there's another one that I always forget that I was, like, in love with. My, I. Oh, the Hanson brothers. Oh, of course. But the the one that I remember, and it's kind of a deep cut. Ooh. Uh, I don't know if you've seen the film The Littlest Vampire. I don't think so. Uh, it was Jonathan Lipnicki. Oh my god. And uh, Rollo Weeks, who... Rollo Weeks. Rollo Weeks, who played a vampire. A little vampire. As the title would suggest. As the title suggests. And I was very into him. Mm. And it turns out, his older sister, way hotter... <laughs> uh, she was in a film that I have spoken about a lot, As Above, So Below. Ah, uh, yes. Which is the perfect film as someone who adores Ben Feldman. Yes, yes. And yes. Perdita Weeks. Yes. And I was able to watch it without crying. <laughs> it's scary, but it's not too scary. And then yes. I get to do that thing where I annoy the shit out of people talking about the parallels with Dante's Inferno. Which, but like, they wanted you to. Of course. Of course. It was a movie made for that, but they, I don't know. I don't think people gave it enough of a chance for me to be able to do that. But I, no, I don't think I so. I digress because I, I talk about this a lot. Really? I didn't notice. I haven't noticed in Just the past, saying, like, if you pay attention. six, seven years. Uh, the movie <laughs> hasn't been out that long. No. It came out in like 2014. Yeah. So the last four years. Whatever. Um, I remembered who the other heartthrob was. Oh, who is it? Um, Andrew Keegan. What the fuck is that? He was, uh, the douche in 10 Things I Hate About You. Oh. That Bianca dated. He was in a bunch of stuff in Canada. Um, and I loved him. I don't know if I would consider him to be the most memorable part of 10 Things I Hate About You. No. Um, and Eric Von Denton, who oh, was shit. yeah the guy that she was in love with in Princess Diaries in the beginning. Let's talk about a show called So Weird. Oh, So Weird. Which was like Buffy Light. Yes, it was. It was Buffy Light. And now that we've named all of these shows, I think that kind of explains a lot about how we ended up as, as humans. As we did. Yeah. Um, so Weird was amazing. It was so amazing. And her brother was like a he looked like a diet Colin Hanks. <laughs> Jesse Bradford also. I want to put him on on this list. He wasn't a teen, technically. But, like, he played a teen. He played a teen. For a while, because he did, like, Bring It On and Clockstoppers. Fucking Clockstoppers. <sighs> and Swim Fan. Yes, yeah, Swim Fan definitely belongs in the same category as Bring It On and Clockstoppers. More like Clockstoppers. <laughs> Like those movies that we watched for Hot Boys. Mm. You know? I kept that trend up way too long. I still do that. Yeah. 
So how was spread, Sadie? I'm still mad at Sebastian Stan for that movie. <laughs> Longtime listener Sebastian Stan. If I fast forwarded through everything that wasn't him, he was not in that movie enough. There was not enough Sebastian Stan that could have made that movie, okay? Nope. Nope. There was not. Um, just no ifs, ands, or buts about it. I can do some investigation and see if Ashton Kutcher is okay with the fact that he did spread. I feel like Ashton Kutcher is just fine with all of his choices in life. He's doing okay. Uh, yeah, uh, yeah. He's doing fine. He's doing fine. <laughs> um, you know, being a good human. He's humanitarian now. Hasn't had... For some reason, the only thing I can remember he's done in the last couple of years is, like, commercials for cameras, but... Well, he, he does that show, the Netflix show, The Ranch. Right! Yeah. I remember when he did Two and a Half Men. Yeah, even Ashton Kutcher couldn't save that show. John Cryer couldn't save that show. No. I love you, John Cryer. Yeah. Even though, because of that asshole, people called me Ducky in high school for, like, a year. That's adorable. Um, no, they called me Ducky for a while, and then they started calling me Petrie. Oh. Also a fantastic movie. <laughs> Petrie not know how to fly. Yeah, that's so much. Yeah, we're at about an hour. Yeah, and it's appropriately devolved to nothing about to, ghosts. To nothing about ghosts. Um, except like, the, the ghost of John Cryer's career. And, like, we've kept up our trend. Oh, yeah, we, yeah. Every five years we get together, do a thing about ghosts, and then go home. Yeah, um, Sadie was the best AD ever on my senior film, which if you haven't watched that by this point... Are you really a Boo Ha Ha fan? Can they find it? Yeah, it's on YouTube. Oh, uh, just for reference, it's called Goodwin House. It was mm-hmm. made in 2014. No, 2013. 2013. Yeah. Oh God. Yep. Um, and it is a 10, 12 minute film about ghosts. Um, Shot in a definitely haunted house in Portland. For sure, haunted. One hundred. Um, actually, if I'm correct, our next guest will also have stories about Goodwin House. Really? It's Ryan. Oh, definitely we'll have stories about Goodwin House. Uh, like how I um, stayed with her in a room so that you could scare <laughs> the crap out of her. Yeah, I, I told Joe about this in the last episode, but uh, the sound girl and I, um, and Sean, the other actor, uh, Baby Gosling. Yep, Baby Gosling. We heard whistling in one of the rooms. And I remember this. And no explanation. Yep. Um, so yeah, next week or next month, our final boo ha which will technically be an after boonified. <laughs> Um, hopefully Ryan Haggerty will be able to join me and it'll just be like a weird crossover. But a fun one. But a fun one. And I promise that I will do other projects. Yes. Um, I'm writing a book right now. Quotation marks. Yeah, November's going to be fun for us. November is going to be a nightmare. But by the time you hear this, hopefully we won't be dead. Hopefully. Hopefully. I'll just have Travis post this episode and it'll be our... <laughs> Post-posthumous. Post-posthumous episode. Um, for both, you get, like, the like at the end of, like, a, a horror movie or something. This is what happened to these people. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> the Blair Witch Project. The Blair Witch Project. This is a found style. footage podcast. Yes. That's an interesting concept. Yeah. Yeah. Th- that's really all I have. <laughs> um, I'm gonna put some voice memos probably, uh, either scattered throughout, inserted in from our drunken ghost tour. Which really, like, it wasn't even that drunken. It was just like we had was like tipsy. We had like a drink at dinner and then a drink and I then two, and then that we had two drinks. We had two drinks and then the whiskey and then coffee and then coffee. It's mostly just that I need to pee ghost tour. Yes. Well, bye.
Well, bye. Questions one at a time, and we'll leave about 10 to 20 seconds of silence between each question as a response period. Like I said, typically EVPs, you don't hear the sounds at the time of the recording. Um, they're actually discovered later when you review the, the audio. I'll be diligent about pointing out external noises like the creaky floorboards or noises from outside on the street so that when you're listening back, ordinary noises don't get confused with what we're trying to capture here tonight, which is electronic voice phenomena. Uh, you can start recording anytime. I'll start with a few questions to give you time to think of your own. If you have a question to ask, just put your hand up and I'll motion to you when it's time to ask the questions. Hello. Are there any spirits present tonight? I'd like to point out the floorboards on the stairs. Why are you here at the Mackenzie House? Do you have any messages that you would like to pass on? out the door that was opening and closing. <laughs> and if anyone else has questions, now's a good time. Feel free to raise your hand. There's no right or wrong. <laughs> <laughs> if there's any spirits following me 